You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to renewedheartministries.com and click donate. For, for Jesus followers today, do we believe that in the teachings of Jesus, there's a path toward healing injustice, oppression, and violence in our world today? Or or does Jesus' death just simply provide us with a ticket out of this place to, to a better world? Welcome to episode 484. My name is Herb Montgomery, and our title this week is Injustice, Oppression, and Violence Being Put right. Our reading is from the Gospel of Matthew. This is Matthew 16, 13 through 20, and it reads, When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. So when Christians today call Jesus Messiah, we have to take a lot of we have to be, we have to take great care not to drift into supersessionism or anti-Semitism. And so let's talk about that a bit. At the time of Jesus, the great Jewish hope was not that humans would one day become disembodied souls in a post-mortem, blissful realm or some far distant cloud. It was that Jewish liberation from foreign oppression would come and that this liberation would also mark the end of all injustice, all violence, and all oppression, not only for the Jewish people, but for the entire world. This was a time um, that that it might begin with local liberation, but it, it would swell to the setting right of all injustice, putting right of all that is wrong with the world, the end of all oppression and all violence. So establishing justice, it would usher in an era of peace and safety where no one need be afraid anymore. We read about this in Isaiah 9-7, of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. In Isaiah 42, verse 1, it says, Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him, and he will bring justice to the nations. In Isaiah 51, 4, Listen to me, my people. Hear me, my nation. Instruction will go out from me. My justice 
will become a light to the nations. And in Micah 4.4, everyone will sit under their own vine, under their own fig tree, and no one will make them afraid. For the Lord Almighty has spoken. And again, this was not a hope of one day entering a post-mortem heaven. It was a hope of establishing a just, compassionate, safe world here on earth where each person could experience what we refer to when we use the word home. So, so for, for many of those within the, the community of Jewish wisdom, this hope, it was associated with placing a Jewish king from the line of David back on a Jewish throne. We find that in Isaiah chapter 9. And this is where the idea of a Messiah first emerges. The, the Messiah or king... Uh, it, that was God's anointed one. And, and that's, what, that, that, that's simply what Messiah means. It just means anointed one. But it wasn't from the Old Testament that our modern way of thinking of Messiah came about. Our modern understanding of, of what we mean when we use the word Messiah, it was developed later in rabbinic Judaism after the destruction of Jerusalem. Early rabbinic Judaism it, it, it developed alongside the early Jesus movement. And, and, and it was in dialogue with the, the, the Jewish wisdom, the, the same Jewish wisdom that the early Jesus uh, community was in dialogue with. And it, and, and it was in this context that the early Jesus community began referring to Jesus as, as the Messiah. So here's a few examples. And most um, are canonical. There's one non-canonical here but but what I want you to notice in each of these stories is the claim that Jesus is the Messiah that this claim of messiahship it never directly um, is made by Jesus about himself it's always a claim made by Jesus followers about Jesus even in the narratives so so notice this in John 1 35 through 42 the next day John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher. What do you say? Where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent the day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon, and Peter's brother was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah, that is, the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, when translated, is Peter. And again, this, this is where a disciple or a follower of Jesus is making a statement about Jesus rather than Jesus claiming himself to be the Messiah. And you can cross-reference this with the, the others, uh, John 6 66 through 69 and and with uh, uh, Martha's words in John 11 25 through 27 the gospel of Thomas is that non-canonical one this is the gospel of Thomas 13 it says Jesus said to his disciples if you were to compare me to someone who would you say I'm like Simon Peter said to him you are you are like a just angel Matthew said to him you're like a wise philosopher Thomas said to him, 
Teacher, I am completely unable to say whom you are like. Jesus said, I'm not your teacher. Because you have drunk, you have become intoxicated with the bubbling spring I've measured out. He took him aside and told him three things. When Thomas returned to his companions, they asked, what did Jesus say to you? And Thomas said to them, if I tell you one of the things said to me, you will pick up stones and cast them at me and fire will come out from the stones and burn you up. So this is, again, an interesting take on uh, the canonical version of, of our story this week. But, but like the story of Peter getting out of the boat and walking on the water, um, with Jesus that we talked about a couple weeks ago, the words about Peter here after his declaration, um, remember they're Matthew's addition to the story. Here is the account that, that is written earlier in the Gospel of Mark. In Mark 8, 27-30, Jesus and his disciples went to the villages around Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he asked them, who do people say I am? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked. Who do you say I am? Peter answered, You are the Messiah. And Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. So again, that's that's where Mark's version of the story ends. Luke's version is closer to Mark's version of this story in Matthew. In Luke 9, 18 through 21, it says, Once when Jesus was praying in private and his disciples were with him, he asked them, Who do the crowds say I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, still other, others that one of the prophets of long ago has come back to life. But what about you? He asked, Who do you say I am? Peter answered, God's Messiah. And Jesus strictly warned them not to tell this to anyone. Again, it's it's interesting that in the Gospel of Thomas, it's Thomas that is the 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 one who is given this privilege in in our canonical and our synoptic gospels. It's Peter. Um, again, Matthew adds the the phrase, um, you know, that it's on this declaration that uh, the church will be built. For the early Jesus community, the idea of calling Jesus the Messiah, for better or for worse, it was much less about establishing a Jewish king on a Jewish throne to bring about Jewish liberation, and much more about seeing Messiah as someone who would establish justice on earth, ending oppression for everyone universally, both for the Jewish and the, the non-Jewish communities. In Acts 17.31, it says, For he has set a day when he will order the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. So again, it's still this, the, the, the roots that are there, the Jewish roots, the Hebrew roots of, of establishing justice in the face of oppression, but, but uh, that's what was meant by, by uh, calling Jesus Messiah um, by the early Jesus community alongside the development of this idea within rabbinic Judaism. Today, it's, I think it's much more life-giving to speak of Jesus without using the language of messiahs or heroes. We're called to follow Jesus. We're the ones that are called to put Jesus' teachings into action. For, for Jesus followers today, do we believe that in the teachings of Jesus, there's a path toward healing, injustice, oppression, and violence in our world today? Or, or does 
Jesus's death just simply provide us with a ticket out of this place to to a better world. And and I side with the former. There's much to draw, I think, from the Jesus story when we see it through the lens of the Jewish hope of putting to right all injustice in our world today. And as I mentioned two weeks ago, today we face the injustices of racism, of white supremacy, of Christian nationalism, things like misogyny, patriarchy, homophobia, transphobia, biphobia, economic elitism, classism, ableism, xenophobia, and there are so many more challenges today. And and though these issues are not all directly named in the Jesus story, his story does model how we um, can, can, can be a source of healing in life when facing the things in our world and our societies that are harmful. Principles for how we can be about healing the harms in our present world. And, and those, those principles are there for us to experiment with, to find out how to apply them in our own context, in our own culture today. Today, I don't use Messiah language um, like like what is in our reading this week. Uh, I don't use that language to describe Jesus or my claims about Jesus, but I do affirm that in the Jesus of the Jesus story, we encounter values and ethics and teachings that if actually applied to our lives, could make Jesus' followers a source of healing for the harms in our world. And let me be clear, that, that Christians are right now largely responsible for many of these harms. And so maybe that's where we as Jesus followers can start if we haven't started already. Rather than converting the world to Jesus, maybe we could focus today on working to win Christianity and those who bear Jesus' name to the teachings of Jesus in the Gospels. If we could just apply Jesus's teachings to that list that I named previously, that are within Christianity, we'd be a long way toward being a source of healing and life in our larger world. And in the words of 1 Peter 4.17, may the putting right of injustice in our world May it begin with God's household. Heart Group application this week. Share something that spoke to you from this week's e-site or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, how does the Jesus story inform how you relate to injustice today? Share that with your group. And then number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone. Thanks for checking in with us today. I want to say a special thank you to all of our supporters out there. If you'd like to join them in supporting Renewed Heart Ministries work, you can do so by going to RenewedHeartMinistries.com and clicking Donate. You can also find Renewed Heart Ministries on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and the new threads. If you haven't done so already, please follow us on your your chosen social media platforms for our our daily posts. And also, if you enjoy listening, 
listening to this podcast, whatever podcast platform you're listening to it on, please take a moment and leave us a positive review. That helps others find this podcast as well. And I also want to share that we're partnering once again in a new weekly YouTube show called Just Talking. Each week, Todd Leonard and I will be talking about the gospel lectionary reading for the upcoming weekend, and we'll be talking about each reading in the context of love and inclusion and societal justice. If you teach from the lectionary each week, or if you're just looking for some thoughts on the Jesus story from a more progressive perspective within the context of social justice, check it out. You might like it. You can find uh, Just Talking each week at youtube.com forward slash at Herb and Todd Just Talking. Please like, subscribe, hit the notification button, leave us a comment, let us know you were there. And if you'd like to reach us here at Renewed Heart Ministries, you can do through, do so through email. You can reach us at info at renewedheartministries.com. And remember my new book, Finding Jesus, a story of a fundamentalist preacher who unexpectedly discovered the social, political, and economic teachings of the Gospels is available at RenewedHeartMinistries.com. Right where you are this week, remember, keep living in love, keep choosing compassion, keep taking action, and working toward justice. I love each of you dearly. I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.